right, everybody. Welcome to the Owl Once Was Lost podcast with the continuing ballad of Jeffrey Vance. So we're moving into episode three, the one that I feel is the most important to date. Um, We obviously will have an additional episode with all of those theories from the family, which is going to blow this up because of all of the additional evidence that they have found concerning this case uh, that they've been able to collect. But unfortunately, the Douglas County uh, Sheriff's Office is, I don't know if they're playing games or what's going on, but they are not providing the information, which is uh, really freedom of information at this point. It's a closed case. But to get the audio uh, of the interviews, uh, the people that were interviewed when they were considered at least suspects or people of interest to begin with, along with the 911 call. You know, so that would be really nice to have right now. So we're going to work on on getting that stuff and so possibly even have an additional episode after uh, we speak with Angela and Jennifer, Jeff's sister and Kayla, his best friend, so on and so forth on their theories. But right now we're focused on the two women uh, that really, like I said, they're very intelligent. They came from out of town, so they're objective. Uh, it's, it's, again, the most important interview we've made by far. Um, remember that Jeff was missing from February to April. So about two months, they've been requesting all of this information. It's now December and they still don't have it. Again, the case is closed. So it's a pretty big point of contention. You know, why can't they get these interviews? Um, to me, I, I want to hear those. I want to hear those interviews. I'm sure you want to hear those interviews, right? Uh, of Anthony and uh, Jesse and uh, John Durda. You know, these these people are, you know, when you listen to the, uh, quote, the official version as roundabout as it was and as hard as it was to make sense of anything. And again, I apologize. It's just the, the way that it's written, the way that it was done. Um, I'm I'm sure you picked up on how these guys trampled over all of the evidence and they were allowed to do it. Almost encouraged, it seems like, you know, it's just none of it makes any sense. So again, these women have no reason to lie. Um, you know, they have information on what did he say? What did he care about? Um, and it's going to make you scratch your head even more. But at least this you can follow along with as opposed, again, to the detective reports, which, you know, they they were all over the place. So they even say, just as I have, that Anthony's behavior is of a person coming down, possibly, from methamphetamines. The symptoms of this are going to be very similar to hypothermia. That's what's interesting. But if you listen close, you're going to hear many, many signs that this person is not hypothermic. He is quite lucid. In fact, he wants to actually rob forestry boxes 
and asks these poor women if they can pull in somewhere so he can do this. Remember, he doesn't even know them. They're just being good Samaritans and helping this guy uh, to get somewhere where he can make a phone call. He's already had like three other opportunities to make this phone call that he apparently decides not to. Um, again, stalling. Seriously, um, you're going to shake your heads again. I mean, um, your friend is still lost up there somewhere. All he cares about is getting to his girlfriend's place and even being um, angry at the two women for not taking him there. So you're going to hear about a coat as well that I feel is a massive clue. Even though the family feel the coat in question was not Jeff's, but I, again, I'm playing devil's advocate and just trying to be objective here. He could have, uh, you know, bought it recently. He could have borrowed it. Uh, maybe it's just a coat that they don't remember, and the colors of it are actually similar to what Anthony, uh, you know, was wearing when they did find him eventually. So. But it's going to come up during this uh, recording, and I really want you to pay attention to that because the coat was um, too big, too large, it seemed to be, at least, to these two women. And they mention it without my prodding that it's too big. And Jeff is definitely um, much larger than Anthony, and he's seen wearing it once coming down the trail and I don't think Anthony expected to see anybody and so as stupid as he is he's wearing the coat and then the second time he's seen he does not have the coat why would he not have the coat where would the coat go why would he not if he's not going to wear it that's fine but wouldn't you carry it with you why would you just throw the coat away these are all things that these detectives should have found more than suspicious. So, you know, again, that coat, and, uh, you know, you're going to hear the family say, you know, well, maybe, you know, it's possible. They, the point is all that they're saying is just they've just never seen the coat. They've never seen Jeff wear it. But, you know, it, it had been a little while since he had been seen. So he could have, he could have purchased it or borrowed it you know, knowing that they were going to go out into the woods, um, maybe couldn't find his, his coat that he had particularly and uh, just took somebody else's. So that's just my own observation. Take note of Anthony <laughs> literally just taking a beer and denying even water. He doesn't even take any food when offered to him. And he had a smorgasbord of food there that he could have had if he was lost out in the wood for days and hadn't eaten anything he should have been ravished he should have been so hungry and he should have you know obviously taken that food and also drank water he should have been very thirsty um you know unless he's a raging alcoholic fine we can say that let's let's even go with that he takes the beer but i, I personally think the beer is just another way of continuing to try to come down off the methamphetamines because he knows he's now going to have to start to deal with even more uh, people and people of authority uh, in making, finally having to make this call because he's with this woman. He's having to answer questions he's not really prepared for, so on and so forth. So 
this is the behavior of a man that was not lost in the woods for days. It's the actions of a man playing a game. Uh, again, the beer coming down for methamphetamines, even, even the women state this, you know, I don't even really have to prompt them. I just ask them if it might seem like it's something where a man, uh, was coming off of some kind of drug and you will hear their, their response to that hiding out in the woods for hours, like I said, as some kind of fairy sprite or something and, and popping out, um, what all that's about is just beyond me. And again, I want to hear the answers. I want to hear what he told these detectives on the recorded interviews. He would have to be even more hypothermic if he, this was in fact, um, you know, what he did. If he spent even more time out in the woods, supposedly freezing. Remember, he was passing out and he was passing out at the most inconvenient times and then not remembering anything because he could not believe the effects the cold were having on him. And that's his first real statement because I don't think any of us believe the so-called cold and the effects that we're having on this guy. Okay. So anyways, let's have a listen. Uh, you guys be the judge. Take note of the other people we mentioned plus the people at the hot springs themselves who actually encountered Anthony too. The recording is going to start literally, like I said, just one second behind. So I apologize. It's just kind of sounds like it pops in, but it's just a second. So no matter what I did, it just wouldn't allow me to start right when I say, you know, this is Rachel and our partner, Jamie, <laughs> that's it. You just miss Rachel. So it's no big deal. Uh, it's also not the best recording. I apologize for that too. Like I said, it's a, it's a just it was a bad connection. It was it's a bit spotty, but it's definitely listenable. It's very serviceable, and it's all about the content that's important. We're not here to entertain people. We're not that kind of true crime podcast. So, you know, let's just let the con lunacy continue. You know, from here. You know, at least some of this is, is going to make sense to you guys now. Finally, you know, it's, it's going to start to come together. Um, what's real, what's not real. They're the first real people that have interaction, as I said, with Anthony. Other than the two homes he visited and only asked for the ranger station, never once mentioning Jeff. And just keep that in mind that whole time until he finally mentions that Jeff is missing, um, you know, at least with any urgency, um, you know, about that. Pay close attention, take notes of the areas again, where the hot springs are, the route he would have had to have taken to get to this um, trailhead and then come back actually in the opposite direction. It's really, really strange. But the point is, you know, we want you guys to help us solve this. And this is going to really explain not just Anthony as a person. It's going to explain his true self and nature. And also really the same as his cohorts, Jesse, John Durda, and the others here who you won't hear about on this recording, but just keep them in the back of your mind and what they may be doing 
during the same time, Anthony is wasting all this time acting very strangely, uh, not strained as in a man with hypothermia, but strangely as a man hiding something and coming down again from a substance and then more than likely being on methamphetamines. But again, I'm going to leave that for you guys to decide on your own. So let's go ahead and uh, cut to that. that were able to give Anthony Fenimore a ride to a gas station or a store so he could get on the phone and and call these. But there's just a lot of really um, interesting events just before this occurred and afterwards and kind of, you know, while he was there in the car. So first off, welcome to the show. How are you guys doing? Good. Good. Let me ask you this. Um, Before we even start, how much of this case do you know about other than just, you know, that short involvement that that you had? Just from the news or? Um, Yeah. So mostly from the news and just the news articles that we read online. Right. Right. Any rumors or anything or let me ask you this or do you guys i don't need to know exactly where you live but i mean are do you live like in the mount angel area uh or what's no, it we or roseburg uh on the coast oh you're on the coast so were you just visiting there yeah we were just there for a day trip ah very cool okay all right so i know that's kind of like a, a, a park area i think is it a national park so it's um, it's in the National Forest area, and right. actual hot springs is um, off a trailhead. Uh, but okay. during that time in February, it was still snowing in Oregon in that area. So we actually hiked, what, two miles to the trailhead? So we saw them about, because uh, the road was closed, so we saw them about right. maybe a mile into our walk because I think there's some falls and then there's the uh, hot springs. So you guys were going to the hot springs. Is that what you yeah, said? Yeah. So we were on the hot. Okay. We were um, on the road going to hot springs because that there's like a two mile stretch where they block it off when it snows. So we had a okay. hike uh, through that area. Okay. So you weren't in the car. You guys were hiking. Okay. Yeah. And then. You see Anthony coming, obviously, I guess, in the opposite direction towards you guys. And it was just like a brief, you know, kind of, I guess, hello. Yeah, so we see him walking. He had a jacket on at that time. um, And he was all huddled kind of to himself on the other side of the road. Uh, I think I said or you said hello. and he didn't reply, and so we just kept on going. Didn't say anything. Yeah. Yeah, that's really strange. Very strange. Um, 
when we got all to right, the so top, no, no, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. To top, that's when um, we met another couple there, and he asked us if we had seen. Oh, at that right. time, we didn't know it was Anthony, but he mm-hmm. asked if we, if we had talked to the guy, and we were like, oh, we said hi, but he just kept walking. And then at that time, he, um, a, a stranger at the hot spring, started explaining mm-hmm. Anthony's story to us. Oh, okay. So this other couple, so he did speak to them. Um, yeah, what did he tell them? So basically he just told them that he had been lost for a few days and he didn't, him and his friend had been lost for a few days. He didn't know how long and I guess they had offered to help him and he said, no, I'm just going to keep walking down. And declined it. Yeah, Yeah. that's really strange. Okay, but he did mention, because that was always in in contention. All right, so at least he, he mentioned he was with his friend, but of course... The most important part is his friend's not with him. He's still missing right. up in the woods. Yeah. Um, okay. All right. So you see him that first time, um, speak with the couple. They kind of fill you in a little bit more. And then you see him a second time, I guess, as you guys were leaving, I think. Yeah. So we spent about that whole after or morning into the afternoon uh, at the hot springs, and so we got there around like 9 a.m., 8 a.m., and then we didn't get back to our car around like two or three, and that's when we see him again, and he had popped out right next to our car. Oh wow! Time without his jacket. So just still out there, and then wandering around, and then without his jacket. And let me ask you this: What did he? just look like not physically but his clothing because from everything i hear he just didn't look like he had been lost in the woods for days you know yeah uh like he was so clean second time he seemed more alert uh he wasn't really wet per se like he would be as as if he was lost in the wood um right specifically showed us and pulled up his clothing to and he only had, like, two shirts, but they were uh, pretty dry. I think the only thing that was really wet was Strange. the uh, his pants. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I think part of the story, uh, the official story, was that he uh, just woke up with his face in the snow. Um, and, of course, this is later, um, as he's explaining it. It was a, a couple of different versions, but and then Jeffrey um, was missing. But I guess if you woke up face down in, in the snow that same day, you should, I would think you'd be pretty wet, right? Yeah. I mean, because the, the weather wasn't like super, I mean, I'm, I'm from Florida, so I would have been freezing no matter where I was. But to somebody that's, that's used to it and up there, I don't think it was, it was that bad, right? I mean, it was mild per se the weather was pretty bad that um week it was uh it was one of the it was a snowstorm during that time so the weather was really bad Uh, oh it had already started i thought the snowstorm had started a little bit later all right so it had already started yeah we were up there snowing okay gotcha gotcha yeah this was towards the snowstorm so it was i think it's even weirder yeah so it was Sad, but not as bad. Right. But it wasn't snowing when we were there. But still, you're, you're, just to me, and again, 
you know, we're we're not here to point any fingers. We're just trying to just trying to figure this out. You know, yeah. families just trying to figure it out and and hopefully you know get this reopened. Um, there's a lot of additional uh, evidence and things that they've they've been able to find um, that make this even more interesting. Because from what I I gather, um, all right. So let's get to that point actually. Then I'll mention it. So um, he finally does accept some help, I guess, from you guys, right? Yeah. Um, you offered, I guess, to drive him to some store or gas station so he could at least for a ride or... Um, yeah, when we got back, he came out of... It was kind of weird because some other people had left before us, mm-hmm. um, you know, and then he came out of just the woods. He didn't come out of... When we were getting to our car, we just seen this man walking out of the woods and at first, you know, we weren't sure. And then the closer we got, we were like, oh, that's that the guy. The same guy. Yeah. Almost, almost like he is waiting. Like. Yeah, it was weird. Maybe, yeah, yeah, yeah. I bet you it was a little a little bit scary for you guys. Um, so he asked yeah, I'm surprised he gave him a ride. Him a ride. To the ranger station. And, right. Um, so when he got in the car, when I started driving, I mm-hmm. really, I was, like we'll take you to the store because there's the rangers the ranger station isn't going to help you you know right 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 not at that point the yeah. store's better and was it closer <laughs> i'm sure you wanted this to be as quick as possible not being comfortable you know yeah. in knowing him that i mean that makes complete sense definitely um did he show uh, and this was a question that um jeffrey's mom wanted me to ask you guys so did he appear hypothermic? Because um, I know that it had said, you know, eventually once they picked him up, like he was shaking, was acting more or less like he was hypothermic. And so they were they were trying to say, well, you know, the, this is the, the signs. Or did he possibly look to you like somebody that maybe was coming down off of something? Because I don't know if you've heard all the rumors. I mean, it's not like no. it's... It's From a secret. There's a lot of drug use going on yeah. with these people. So, From my perspective, I'm. we've never really personally seen anyone go to hypothermia. Uh, but right. for me, I've been around a lot of addicts. I've seen people come down. I've seen people on drugs. To me, yep. he seemed like he was coming off of something. Yeah, that's when what I, I keep thinking. When I spoke with the detective, though, when I was explaining how he was zoning in and out and, mm-hmm. you know, the detective said that those were um, hypothermic conditions. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, okay, you know. I just What's weird is that the, they would be similar, but I like your intuition. I really do, um, just because of what we what we do know and about this individual and the other people. And what confused us was that he wasn't wet when we wet. Yeah. Yeah. Going back to that. Exactly. And the timeline had changed, too. I don't know if you guys know that or not, but it had originally started that they had left to, quote, go um, hiking or boys day out in the woods or whatever, but then broke down and then left the truck, which is strange because you'd think if you broke down, you would, especially if the weather is getting bad, stay with shelter or walk back to the main road. And then they go in the completely opposite direction even took the tailgate off the truck to apparently drag tools on it which doesn't make any sense either so very weird 
Another. Uh, but then, if he was there, I don't mean just real quick because this will make sense. If he, so, if it was from Friday, because I think uh, the day you guys were talking about was it Sunday or Monday? What day Monday. was it? It was Monday. Monday. So if the first story is true. So you got Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night. Okay, and then going into Monday, <clears throat> excuse me, of when you had seen him. So yeah, he would have to be covered in all kinds of stuff. But then the story changed to it was just Sunday. They got stuck and lost, making it only one night. But I would still think that even just one night based off the, the weather you're explaining, like you guys just said, he would minimally be, be wet. Yeah, but but I don't know about hypothermic because right. – um, I mean, it was, yeah, just, it was cold that day, but it wasn't to the point where it was freezing either. Like we – That's what I mean, yeah. Another thing that he had changed his story on to us is he said that um, he they went back to the truck to take out parts because somebody would have scavenged it anyway. Or stolen them. That's the other – yeah. For the tailgate, they took tools out to put them on there to drag, thinking that people might steal it. Now, if I'm in a situation, life or death, I'm in the middle of nowhere. I don't know where I'm at. I'm trying to get back to civilization. That's the last thing I'm thinking of, right? Yeah, yeah we thought that was good, too. I mean, I don't know. You know, I mean, I, everybody's different, but that's just, you know, hypothetically, I don't know. It's just the very last thing I'd be thinking of. And then they did find these tools not far from the truck where they were just scattered, like just taken off and just dropped. So it's like they just gave up on that idea completely. And um, a, a bunch more we won't go into. I won't bother you guys with it. It doesn't matter. It's not important for this. So, all right. So now you guys got him in, in your car. You're driving him. And I know that I guess you were kind of just, having a conversation, you know, friendly conversation, asking him what was going on, um, which I don't believe he did ever say anything really more about Jeffrey, or especially him being missing, that, hey, my friend is missing, he's up still in, in the woods, other than just, I was with my friend, and we got, what did he say, that just that he, they got lost, or if you remember specifically... So at first he was saying um, how they their truck broke down and he didn't know where it was at. Cause right. Martin, I was like, well, where's your friend? Like, can we go get him? Like, how far? Oh, is yeah. You know, because yeah, it's you know, it was worrying that a person was out there by themselves. So absolutely. Um, he you know he he was just saying that he didn't know you know it had been days and so I would ask, you know, well, how long um, or when's the last time mm. you've seen him? You know, just, and he just kept changing um, his... Changing. Time. Yeah. And From then, days to one day to, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. sorry. So, no, it's totally. Really and then he um, he was kind of negative about um, his friend. Did you or, find it as stalling? Did it seem like he was, like, stalling for for time, like to me, like not saying anything, not really bringing it up. Because I'd also heard that as he was coming down, he stopped at somebody's home and asked for the ranger station. But that's it. Didn't say anything about Jeffrey or him being missing. Just wanted to know where the ranger station was. So the guy pointed it out. And then there was one other place, uh, I think a trailer or home or something. Somebody don't. He asked the same thing. But 
he never did go to the ranger station, as we all know, obviously. I don't know why he kept asking for this, but to me, it's it's almost like just stalling for something. Yeah, it was. And then he, he kind of, he started talking about how Jeff was stupid and this. I saw that. Yeah. Just negative, not, you know, kind of talking crap about him. And then he went, it was so weird because he went off on how they were, you could steal like money out of the boxes. That, yeah, I was going to get to that too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so that's, that's weird. Just. You know, just a few different... He doesn't even know you. (laughs) And then he wants you to stop and, like, break into these forestry boxes or something for money. money. It went from, like, helping, like, he he needed help to not the urgency not being there anymore of getting the help, if that makes sense. No, that makes complete sense. I mean, your friend is still up in the woods, lost somewhere, and who knows what kind of condition and like you said yeah just went from that to nothing not a care in the world have enough time to stop breaking to get money um had he asked you guys before that i mean um guys i hate to ask you you know i have been lost up there would you have a couple dollars you know for me to make a call or did, did he ask anything like that before his first option being let's break into boxes he did not. Um, so first off, right when you know we agreed, after we started talking to him, we offered him. We had water, pop, beer, sandwiches. We had, I mean, we were up. We had everything. He took a right. beer and corn nuts, <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> so that I was like, oh, that's really weird. And I and I offered him again after he. Well, that's a big beer. sign that you're not hypothermic either. If you're grabbing a beer. Yeah, and, and I But then if you're it, also coming down, you might want to grab that beer too to help you come down. Just and he was think making fun of me because it was uh, Mickey's beer. <laughs> so, like, you know, so I don't know if Mickey's are good. to be there somewhat. <laughs> right. But uh, anyway, yeah, he. Yeah, no, almost like, like he's making. That's what I was going to get to that later. But yeah, just like he's, I don't know, trying too hard slipping back and forth between two different roles of being upset and panic. But then, like you said, let's talk about that more again, where he's talking about Jeffrey, that he's stupid, he's this and that. Did they say, like, they had been fighting or anything? Or what even brought up the point of him being a jerk or an ass or something? He was, he was talking about... Something about how his cousin is married to Jeff or is dating. Yeah. I can't. I'm, yeah. I, I honestly Haley. can't. Yeah, I'm not really sure exactly. But he was. Yeah, because you guys not, are visiting, so you're not going to know any of these people. Yeah, yeah. So the cousin or, or whomever was a dumbass for dating him and or married him. I don't know. And he just. I, I don't really know what it brought it up. He just kind of went off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And again, strange thing to say because you're supposed to be really tight and good friends and again he's up there missing that's the last thing I would be thinking of unless it was brought up in a way that he was just really upset over what was going on so he was just kind of just releasing it or saying that Jeffrey did something stupid to get lost to get to become missing he wasn't really worried about Jeff like it was more like a 
secondhand thought where we would bring it up and he would comment, but if right. we didn't say anything, he probably would not have said anything kind of thing. It was more we pushed him for information right. and he was slow to give it to us. And yeah, I think at that point he would almost talk. would have had to have, if, if anything is suspicious because, you know, if you keep asking and he's not saying anything, I mean, maybe those two other people he could get away with just because it was just a quick, you know, hey, can you point me to the ranger station? You know, that's it. Um, not, hey, I'm lost. I've been out here for days. and Because I, right away, those, I'm sure those people would have been, well, let, let's call 911 first. <laughs> yeah. um, if you've been lost out here for days, um, are you, have you been out here with anybody else, you know? So it sounds like he didn't put himself in that position to even be able to be asked those questions. Um, but he's making sure that he's being seen coming down the mountain, um, unless he really didn't know how to come down. I, you know, I don't know that. I'm just speculating, of course. No right. way for me to know. Um, okay, so you get to the, to the store. And I think from what I read, um, you guys did loan him a little bit of money. Yeah. So uh, $10 that, or something. Messaged his girlfriend um, using our cell phones on Facebook Messenger because he didn't know her number. Okay. Um, Still not the police. His girlfriend. Yeah, his girlfriend. Yeah. Uh, and then at that time she called and we were still driving down and they talked for, I don't know how long. Ten. Yeah. Ten minutes, maybe five, ten minutes. And then, but at um, that time she, I was sketched out. Yeah. So I was, Did you catch right. anything in that conversation? Was it just just him just talking? Nothing again about Jeffrey. Nothing about he. He didn't say much about him. That he couldn't find him. He was he was missing. But he was it, he was more worried about getting back to his girlfriend. Yeah, back. Wow. They live how, where, I don't know. He told us where they live and like mm-hmm. or Roseburg. Yeah, it was somewhere. like another Rose, hour and a half. Yeah, the town. The where bigger I town, didn't I feel think. comfortable enough to continue driving him. Yeah, at, so at, after that, I'm sure. Sure, he took a, a pop. A pop, we gave him like 10 bucks. 10 bucks. And, was, and he used our cell phone again to call her to let her know that we would not take him anywhere. I didn't yeah. know about the beer. That is interesting. I'll bring it up again. He said, so he had take with, and any food? With, did you say he took the corn nuts? And I had. Oh, the corn nuts. Okay. It was, and a beer. Yeah, it was, wow. and it was close to, to Valentine's Day. So I literally had like ham, roast, any kind of meat. Real like, food. Which is like, yeah. we had a smorgasbord yeah. and he lit and I, a beer and corn nuts. And I was like, wow. And like we we kept offering him water. More food, water, like, like the whole drive water. The store, and he didn't want anything. Yeah, you out there for days. I mean, because there's and not a lot of water sources. Most people really are smart. You can't eat snow. Further. You know. Yeah. Say that again. I'm sorry. And then he was really mad that we wouldn't drive him further. When we when oh, like maybe to his girlfriend's house or yeah, he was. <laughs> When when I we told him when I let him know that we were gonna have to stop at this store and right. leave him there, he like got I wouldn't say upset because the officer asked me like, well, what do you mean upset? Yeah. He just got right. Upset, I guess. Yeah, frustrated that we weren't going to help him anymore. 
No, no, and I'm glad you didn't, because who knows? I mean, that's just already yeah. super strange behavior. All right, so you um, you waited uh, until the police got there, because I guess at some point he did. No, obviously so call. We, we actually just left him. <laughs> we left him there, um, and then we stayed another night in Roseburg, another city, uh, like okay, five minutes. That's the bigger one, right? A little bit bigger. And then got home that day, the next day, and Jamie was contacted by a deputy or okay. sheriff of okay. the county. So that's when we found out that the friend was still missing and that a missing uh, person report was being filed. And then they and then, so then they interviewed you and started asking you these different questions yeah. about yeah, him. Yeah, so like our conversation we told them basically what we told you our concern right. and they said it was hypothermia um and that it was normal and that it's normal normal huh and, and then, they never said it any like it seemed suspicious or did anything seem suspicious to you they, they never so even asked we that told the cops that we thought he was sketchy and suspicious he kind of just brushed it off saying it was Oh, it was just hypothermia. And when we said, oh, he didn't, he wasn't wet or anything. Um, and my old We're not asking when or we mentioning him, or saying anything about his friend being missing. And the second time we saw him, he didn't have a jacket off. So that was weird. Took it off. And it wasn't with him. And it wasn't with him. Like, he wasn't holding it. It was just gone. So. Oh, wait. And again, the first time he saw him, he had the jacket coming down. The second time he didn't, it was totally, it was gone completely. So when the first when we passed him the first time, I remember him kind of like, you know, when you get cold, when you kind of like shake your arms up and down. Yeah. So I remember sure. him having, like, I think I remember thinking to myself, "Gosh, his coat's really big on him because it was like flopping when he was moving his arms like that." And then when we got back to the car, um, he only and he really sitting, when he was sitting next to me. And I vividly remember this because I thought it was so weird. He pulled, he had, he was complaining on, on how cold he was. And he right. said, I only have two small shirts on. And he pulled up the one, the outer one, and he lifted up and it was like a long john underneath shirt. And it wasn't mm -hmm. wet at all. At all. And he didn't have a coat anymore. But and the coat was gone. And I. And you're saying that this is really important. This coat was big. On him, like did so, it seemed like it was the wrong size, like it was definitely bigger. Oversized. Yeah. So then I don't. But then it goes back to memory, and it's like, okay, did we really see? I know. I know. Coat. Yeah. But he definitely wasn't in a t-shirt and all. Yeah. It, he was definitely. Yeah. It, jacket. Or a jacket. But this, this is cool. this is interesting though. Um, well, first off, because Jeffrey's a pretty big guy. Yeah. Um, six foot, uh, 240. Um, uh, Anthony, I've never asked it. What, uh, how tall and just would you he say he is in his weight? He was definitely lean, average height maybe. I wouldn't say he was like tall, tall. It, like five, eight, nine, ten. Yeah, five. He was five, eight or nine probably. Yeah. Eight probably or nine. 160 maybe, a little higher. Okay. Like he was a... So the, Slim man. So that coat, yeah, if it was Jeffrey's, definitely would have looked bigger. And then, if, 
I'm just, again, this is just speculation, but it's just really making me think. And then these coming out of the woods, he really wasn't out there as long as he says, making this whole hypothermic thing going, but he's coming down because he's drinking a beer. But of course, he's not going to want to be seen in that jacket because he's going to be asked, why are you wearing Jeffrey's jacket? If it's Jeffrey's jacket. Again, this is all just speculation. Yeah. But I haven't heard that before um, until you said that. that. That wasn't in any of the information. So, yeah, that helps a lot. Um, and it, it could mean something. It could mean nothing. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that definitely strange. Um, all right. So back to the, the call. Anything else? that the detectives went over with you guys or asked anything else you can remember? Um, not that I can remember. It was very brief. Um, phone call lasted like five minutes. Yeah, it wasn't very long. It's just like an official, like they have to make the call kind of thing to get it over with. Is that yeah. what it felt like? Uh, no, I mean, he was, he, I don't know. He asked questions and I mean, I right. just the part when I was saying that we felt like he was on. Yeah. Could have, could have been and they're on. saying, no, he's brushing it off. He was yeah. He was like, yeah. yeah he was, Cause they did like, not okay. treat the family well at all. Um, all the questions and any time they try to get any information, they completely brush them off. And I feel really, really bad about that. And you hear that. Sometimes, I mean, we all love our law enforcement officers. We all, I mean, look, 99%, you know, they're there for us. But, you know, every once in a while, you know, and maybe it's just that it's a small force there. Um, yeah, was it the, like, the Mount Angel um, police, or was, or was this from uh, Roseburg? I believe it um, Roseburg. Probably, like, the Rose county seat yeah. is probably yeah. Roseburg. That would make sense. I was going to say, I might have the voicemail. I can maybe even listen to it. Let's see here. Oh, I don't, actually. That's okay. If you find yeah. it, though, Pat, pass it on to me if you can. If you can okay. figure out a way to, um, like an MP3. I'd be, okay. yeah, I'd be interested to hear that, definitely, um, what they were asking so, and then, yeah, that gets, and then that's it. Um, basically, um, then later was just picking up news tidbits that you heard. Were you, did you hear news where, where you were in California or when you say on the coast, where in the, on the Oregon coast? We're here Oregon in Oregon, coast. on the Oregon coast. Got it. Got it. I don't know why I was thinking California, <laughs> the Oregon coast. All right. I'm being in Florida. I'm not even thinking. Um, okay. Yeah, it's beautiful yeah. there, too, where you guys are, are at. Yeah. Very beautiful. It definitely is. We mainly. So what br what brought you guys things. out there? What what was um, about the hot springs or anything? We I don't mean actually, to pry. I'm just interested. No, yeah, we were actually going for for Valentine's Day. That was our our trip. cool. Yeah. And the springs are that cool. I sounds like you spent most oh, of the yeah. day there. It must have been oh. very cool. They are absolutely beautiful. If you ever get to Oregon, I would highly yeah. recommend them. What's the degree like? What's the water like? Oh gosh, there's like there's like multiple different pools, and they each go from like eighty five to like oh, honors. Man. Well, it depends on which pool. Okay. 
So they're all different. Yeah. Well, it just goes from the top spring and then goes down. So like right. the bottom pool, yeah, it'd be cooler. Got it. Got it. That makes sense. Yeah, no, that does sound beautiful. All right, ladies, I really appreciate it. Um, it helps a, a lot more than you could ever know. And, and I know you guys were asking, like, you know, well, I don't know how much we can help, but it actually helps a lot because it fills in, um, you know, a timeline there uh, that's so important. Oh, and let's you get that straight. So on Monday, just approximately when you saw him the first time, do you remember about what time that was? It had to have been like at 10.30. Because you have to realize we got up there late because we thought we were going to get there sooner. Roughly 10.30 a.m.? Yeah, I would say probably, yeah, roughly 10.30. 10.30, okay. And then the second time, roughly. How, right. Oh, it was a long time, actually, right? We were just talking well, about let that. Me look, because I can see when he messaged that person on Facebook. Okay. And just still wandering around out there. What are you doing? Yeah. And that that was the other stalling. thing. Stalling. <laughs> it's like he's saying stalling, stalling, stalling. And for, other people had offered him for help. Offered him left. to help him. And uh, right, and he denied it. Didn't yeah. want help. Yeah. I I I I don't understand how this hasn't been reopened yet. I really don't. I think it just needs to get to the right people. And right. again, like I said, with all the additional evidence they're finding, which is crazy, um, that'll come out in the next episode um, after people hear this one that, that you guys will be on. Um, yeah, yeah, it's going to, everybody's going to be really super, super surprised at all the additional information and all the, the characters of different people that were involved because poor Jeffrey. I mean, he came from Kansas, uh, yeah, married uh, Haley, his, his cousin, strange wife, really. Um, in fact, she agreed to an interview, but then said yes, then no, then no, then yes. But I hear that's normal behavior for her, um, and then she just completely disappeared. And, of course, I can't get any of the other people. They're all either relatives or, or friends. So, again, that suspicion is just making, I don't know, make things very do you know if the Very girlfriend weird. in her Facebook? I wonder. Because it's not her, up yeah. stations anymore. Uh, she has two um, accounts under uh, for Haley Vance. And what's weird is that I can't, I don't know her maiden name, but she just changed it to Vance when he went missing. The grieving wife oh. um, changed it to Haley Vance. But yeah, there's two accounts. Um, so I heard. I don't uh, think I found the second one, but the first one I have. Okay. Yeah, I'm not sure. It was probably around at least two or three that afternoon when we had. That's talked. a long time to be after seeing all these people with him being up there missing. None of this makes any sense at all. Um, all the websites you look at, all the news you look at, all the comments, and every single person to a T, say it's suspicious. Web sleuths are very famous. It's a blog site that does stuff like this, and they've got a lot of uh, retired detectives and coroners and all kinds of stuff, and they all say there's something wrong here. 
what that is, I don't know. You know, again, yeah. you're not pointing any fingers, just but there's just something not right. Okay, anything else you you guys can think of? Um, would be important. I think I don't think so. Not right now. Okay. Well, I really appreciate it. Um, if you do think of something, please reach out to me. Okay. Um, we're going to be putting all this together, so there'll still be, you know, the, at least a, a few more days, you know, before before anything goes live, minimally. So if you think right. of anything at all, let me know. Um, that that might help, even if it's the smallest thing, because you never know. You really don't. Um, you know, what can yeah, be put together, can... you know, it's a puzzle. This is a weird one. Yeah. This is a weird one. Yeah, we put together the application, the OWL application for missing people, and I was thinking of doing something like it, just so you guys know. And I'd already been podcasting, uh, but doing nothing like this, but I wanted to get into doing cold cases and missing persons, but not like true crime, because I, there's so many of those. I don't know if you guys ever listen to podcasts at all, but true crime is so big, and to me... I feel like they most, not all of them, some of them are good, but most of them are taking advantage, if you get my drift, of kind of like other people's pain. Um, and they don't give out any information, like at the end, like, you know, if you have any info, call, you know, this law enforcement office or, and it's very sad. I, I, don't, I don't know why they can't at least do that. So anyway, that's what we're really focused on specifically and the applications in real time. So if you have a child, you have an elderly parent has dementia, Alzheimer's, you can immediately upload them to the app real time. And then we can be talking to the family like this um, as fast as possible. And, um, you know, because the, the police, you know, you have 24 hours, 48 hours, depending on the state, before right. you can even, right, um, discuss the person being missing. And then a lot of times they just kind of also, like in this case, but rightfully so, if it's a big city, they get so many runaways that they can't even handle it. So they don't really take it seriously unless there's a ton of evidence, like a child's been abducted, you know, specifically, then they might get on it. But if not, it's even tough to get them to do anything. So this is like the, really the best choice for people. Um, you know, as a tool to get way, way ahead of the game um, within an hour. And this is the worst stat I have ever heard. But if you don't get to a child that's been abducted, 96% of the time they're going to be found deceased. So that's why that first hour is just so important. So anyways, that's what we're going to be doing, you know, hopefully growing and, um, you know, providing people that chance. So... Again, thank you so very much for taking the time to do this, and uh, I'll let you both know um, when it'll be out, and uh, so you guys can subscribe and and hear the whole thing because you're gonna want to <laughs> yeah, to hear sure. all of the additional stuff for sure. Okay. All right. Well, thank you for your time. Thank you so yeah. much. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you guys too. All right. Bye bye. Bye. All right, everybody. I'm hoping you took some notes and this part of the detective's report was um, kept out the other day. 
And the reason is because I knew that I was going to be able to interview them in person, um, you know, in order to get specific information. And you even heard them uh, mention about the detective when he called, um, you know, he, I don't know how to describe it. Um, he, I mean, he did ask questions. He, he did, uh, but none of the important things is what I'm getting at, uh, was discussed. You know, I didn't hear anything at all about the other folks that Anthony saw the, you know, the other people up at the hot springs. This is really important information. And why were they not interviewed? Why were they not spoken to, you know, really just from this interview, you, you can pretty much put together and formulate at, at least an opinion at this point, I believe. Um, you know, I have have one and I don't like to, again, I really don't like to point fingers and I believe people are innocent before proven guilty always in a court of law, no matter what I think or anybody thinks, even, even the family. I told them before we even started, you know, just prepare yourself. You just got to accept it's always possible. You know, it just could have been a, just a really strange accident. They do happen, but I'm sorry, the odds um, of that, you know, and even though the case is closed and they said it was caused by the elements and you know, probably again, you know, a fall down this, this ravine, this 500 foot ravine, but who's to say he's not pushed or placed there possibly. There's all kinds of different things that could have occurred because when you take the behavior of this individual and, you know, compare it to what really anybody else would have done and I know that sometimes people do strange things. And if he was truly hypothermic, you know, and his mind wasn't working right, you know, well, maybe he does some of these things. But not when you put it all together, you put each thing together, how he actually appeared more alert the second time. The coat, why did he take the coat off? He, he should have been becoming more and more cold as he's again becoming hypothermic and i have heard of people you know once they're have full-on hypothermia after some time as they're getting really close to death some people literally strip off all their clothes which is weird but that does occur but that's not what's happening here okay that's not what's happening here at all they had to keep asking about jeff right I mean, he really didn't offer any information at all. In fact, he didn't even want to really talk about Jeff other than calling him names and being from Kansas and this and that. Uh, kind of setting up maybe, you know, the story of that's why he's missing. That's why, he, you know, when he woke up face first in the snow, supposedly, and Jeffrey's just gone, you know, well, he's just gone because he's an idiot. He's from Kansas. You know, that's the best he could come up with. Um, also something else that wasn't in any of the reports, if you noticed, um, he said to the two ladies here that they went back to the truck that was never mentioned. So he told them, and again, who knows, maybe, I don't know why he's telling the girls this, but 
that they went back to the truck to unload the tools, but that's not true. They, they were dropping them off as they were hiking away from the truck and getting to that wall face or whatever they were trying to climb up. Just all bull, you know, him passing out, not remembering anything. It really didn't take very long to even get there. These areas are so close together between where the truck is and the springs is only a few miles. I mean, you could have gotten there within a couple of hours of just walking and, uh, and that's it. So now, and you heard about the snow had already started and, but you know, it wasn't a full on blizzard, you know, it, the temperatures weren't so freezing that you would not be able to survive, especially even if it's true, you know, and again, this is all speculation because this is just his testimony. I don't know what to think of it. Uh, none of it's making any sense to me. Maybe it's making sense to some of you. And if it is, let us know. Uh, you heard me mention web sleuths, W-E-B-S-L-E-U-T-H-S. They are some of the best at looking at these cases and, you know, almost to a person, they all claim bull, you know, there's something really off and strange and suspicious as hell about this case. The news reports I mentioned, you just look at the comments. I mean, it's just, everybody says it looks suspicious. Um, you know, the drug use, and again, that's public information. So all of these people, you know, were, were using and this isn't the type of drug that you're just a weekend warrior, maybe when you start, but, um, you know, as people have been using this, these drugs for quite a while, so it's not just like a little weekend thing. It's going to be a constant thing. The, the addiction is so strong and also the withdrawal symptoms are very similar to what is occurring here. But it's like I mentioned, it's also strangely going to be similar to what somebody that's hypothermic is. They're going to kind of be shaking a lot and their legs are going to be shaking. But um, he kept closing his eyes. Um, and when he was in the back of the ambulance, the same thing. He was, uh, if you guys remember from the detective reports, he was able to take off his shoes and pants and everything. So his hands and everything were working. He was coordinated. That's if you're hypothermic, you're not going to be able to do that. So I, I don't know why the detectives just took that and ran with it immediately and ignored all of this information. And what we keep saying that you're going to hear about in the next episode from the family, all of the additional evidence and information that they've been able to gather. So I want to thank you guys for hearing this. I'm hoping that this interview at least begins to give you some kind of shape or form or, you know, some kind of cohesive timeline or, um, you know, his attitude, you know, um, a, a spotlight on Anthony of who he really is as a person and what he was actually doing and actually saying not just what's in those reports and what he's telling the detectives. And we really do need to get those interviews. We need to get them, the video interviews or minimally just a transcript, if anything, why they do not have that yet. The family is beyond me. Um, this, you know, 
Douglas County, they have to provide this information, the 911 call. There's so much, the video that they claim of the two guys getting out and wanting to, to go up to the forestry boxes, but you really can't tell who they are, you know, well, you know, why can't we have that video, <laughs> you know, so we can see it. Um, and again, really when it, it all comes down, what did they even care about after even Jeff is found deceased? And again, it could have happened. He could have been placed there. He could have been pushed there. There's a million different things. Um, all they cared about was the forestry boxes and the envelopes. They were asking, well, can we charge somebody for these? They're 25 cent envelopes. That's all they cared about. That's it. And again, just closed out the case mysteriously. All right, so get ready for the family and their theory and all of the information that they're going to throw out. You guys are really going to enjoy that. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for spreading this word of mouth. You have no idea how much that means to us. That's that's how we're going to grow. That's how we're going to uh, you know be able to be this tool for people. Uh, as we've mentioned, you guys understand how this works now, or you should in real time. That when people go missing, we can be talking to the family immediately. The information goes out to everybody that has the application. So if you don't have it yet, go and get the application on, uh, you know, I, it's for, on iOS. It's also on the Google Play Store, I guess, is where you go for Androids. I have an iPhone, so, you know, I just go to the Apple Store. Um, and it's the OWL Once Was Lost uh, Missing Persons app. You can't miss it. The, uh, the best one. There's a few other ones there, but this one by far is is the best and is you know taken care of by Nick Conway. Who, if you listen to the very first episode, I interview him and we talk about how we kind of met and why we decided to partner together. And this just simple thing that should have been done a long time ago, a long time ago. Um, it's not like we're you know this is magic or anything. This is just simple it's it's simplicity it's just you know attaching a podcast along to the um the application so that we can talk to the family and get specifics for people to be looking that first hour and how precious it is and i do want to say that when i've mentioned about the 24-hour waiting period 48 hours i i have to admit that's a lot of that has changed a lot of states don't have that anymore Um, but regardless, this is still always going to be faster because the family has control over that. Just as an example, the child goes missing in a store, in a Walmart or something, and they're looking everywhere and they can't find them. They would still have to get on the phone, call 911, make a report, do all of these different things before anybody's even beginning to look where with this, you can upload the information within minutes with a picture, the alert goes out and people are searching and, and there might even be people, you know, in the store that have this. That's the goal, right? Is to have as many people as possible, tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people with this phone app minimally, and then hopefully have the podcast as well so that you can be updated with specifics and details of what's going on. And then as I've mentioned before, that we'll also be doing cold cases that uh, are given to us that have the best chance at being solved, 
either, you know, by us gathering the information or by you guys gathering the information, you guys being the sleuths. And um, hopefully we'll be able to get some some closed. So that's it for today and uh, really appreciate it. Please give us those five stars. Again, I know <laughs> I know I'm begging and I keep saying it, but you just, just got to understand, again, it's the algorithms for Apple uh, and for uh, Android. It doesn't matter, but the five-star rating uh, needs to be clicked. I don't even care if you give it four, whatever. It doesn't matter, but we need those so that people can find the podcast so it can start to be suggested um, by the algorithms to people as the, the missing person's application because there really isn't you know any other ones uh, available out there. Um, I don't see any that are actually live other than the applications, but you can't get those like in the podcast. So you can go and get the podcast. And by getting the podcast, of course, we're going to tell you to get the application and vice versa. See how that works? So it's 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 simple. Um, but we've got to have those five stars. Now, you can then write a review right beneath that. Tell us anything you want. Um, look, we're brand new. And again, you know, you didn't get the greatest recording here. It's a little bit spotty and, and feel like telling us that go right ahead. If you guys have suggestions, give us suggestions. We're never going to be a massive production company of, you know, scripted professional voiceover, you know, with sound effects and, you know, come on. I'm, I'm just, I don't know about you guys, but I'm so sick of that. It's, it's boring. It's an affront to my intelligence most of the time to hear any of that. And then at the end, they don't even give you information on the case. If you have leads, if you have tips and you know where to send them, you don't hear any of that. Okay. There are a few good true crime podcasts that do provide that information out there. Um, I'm not going to name them on it only because I'm not going to name the ones that are bad. So it's, it's just not fair, but th there are some good ones that I listen to and I feel that they do justice. They do a good job to do justice to the family, but the vast majority are taking advantage of, of the pain and suffering of these families. And I just don't get it. You know, the really old cases, cold cases, same thing. Uh, it's not any different. Um, you know, if you're doing something on Jeffrey Dahmer or, uh, you know, any of the quote big names, that's a little bit different. That's more news type information. I don't mind that people do shows on that. Uh, that's fine. It is a little bit different. Um, all the information is already out there. Everybody knows it. Everybody's seen it. There's docu documentaries everywhere on those subjects. <clears throat> so, excuse me. Anyways, blended there today. Thank you all for listening. Please pass this on to a few friends. Ask them to pass it on to five more. And that's, again, how we're going to grow, how we're going to get there. Please give us those five stars. It's so very, very important. Um, once we start getting up there and everybody starts you know, downloading, subscribing, hitting those five stars, I promise I'll shut up about it. Okay? <laughs> you have my word. I'll shut up about it. All right, everybody. Have a great day. Bye-bye.